his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Incidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. I'm Listening is Odyssey's commitment to mental health conversations. If you or someone you know is struggling with thoughts of suicide, depression, anxiety, or mental illness, help is available. Call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. That's 988. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David Rankin. There has been a lot of talk about how kids are dealing with life these days. Those studies say their mental health, it's tanking a lot in a lot of cases and for a lot of reasons. COVID didn't do them any favors when it comes to interacting with other kids. And social media is also considered a trigger for loneliness. Even the Surgeon General has said that loneliness is an epidemic and a major risk factor to everyone, especially our kids. The CDC announced that 15% of children in this country right now get mental health treatments of some kind in the last couple of years. On today's Ask the Expert, we're joined by Dr. Jamie Becker. She's a pediatric psychologist at Children's Health and an assistant professor at UT Southwestern. She's in the KRLD Zoom room. Dr. Becker, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolutely. Talk to us about this. 15% of kids. Is that a lot? I mean, I think it's about what we would expect. It It is a lot. Um, it's going up. I think we know that it's going up. Um, but it's, it is, it is what we would expect. I mean, we've, we've seen this, we've, um, it's, it's more than it was. It's less than it could be. What are some of the stressors that are the main causes right now for parents to bring their kids in to see a psychologist? I think that David hit quite a few of the stressors. I think that coming out of COVID, kids just don't know how to talk and be around other kids anymore. I think school is a stressor. They haven't been in school for a while. They're going back to school. School is a new and challenging zone for them. They're going back to classrooms. They're going back to a lot more work than they are used to. And they're stressing themselves out with it. They've been on social media and they've been online for a couple of years. So going back to the classroom and the pressures of school, the pressure of being around other kids, it's scary and it's a lot. And the pressures and the expectations of that is overwhelming to them. So interacting with people again, the expectations of peers and those expectations that we've set with social media, those are really overwhelming a lot of times for kids. And so social anxiety is kind of rearing its ugly head again, and we're seeing those social pressures again. 
So you kind of have COVID, you have anxiety, getting those two things together and those kind of that disconnect and the pressures that you're seeing is kind of the mix of what we're happening. Let's throw something else in. When kids are back in school, they realize some of the hazards of being in school with other kids is especially in middle school, high school, kids can be bullies too. Yeah, I mean, kids have always been bullies. I think that, you know, you have internet bullying, you have in-person bullying, and it's a little bit more complex than it used to be when you have that layer of computer in front of you and you don't have to look someone in the face anymore and say and do the things that used to be, you know, you shove someone in a locker and you'd have to look at them the next day. And now we're saying and doing things and we have a computer in the middle of it. And that's, that it makes it almost easier to be mean to other kids. Um, and so that's really hard on kids. And again, that layer of expectation that things are really perfect. And what we put online is an expectation and a layer of perfect that we have to live up to. And then what I am experiencing and what I am feeling and those sort of normal feelings of just being a kid and everything isn't perfect, but what we put online and what we put on social media looks really perfect. When those two things don't go together, that's when you start to feel sad and worried. And those things just kind of aren't fitting together. And so we're sort of seeing all of those things in combination, just getting disconnected for kids. Uh, this study also, I just wanted to mention that this study also shows not just anxiety, but for ADHD as well. And that, I think that, that disorder is not always understood. Could you also break that down? Because some people just use the term, oh, I just have ADHD, I have ADHD, but it's a mm -hmm. clinically, a clinical diagnosis. Mm -hmm. So ADHD is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and it has several different types, but really what you're looking at is um, a disorder of disinhibition, which means the inability to sort of filter out the stimuli in your universe that doesn't allow sort of the front of your brain, the prefrontal cortex to kind of take in information. Um, because you're paying attention to everything all the time. So you can't sort of filter out the information that you don't need and pay attention to the things that you do need. So for some kids, what that looks like is I can't shift my attention or I can't stay focused on the right thing. And for a lot of people, what they perceive it to be is that impulsivity piece of it where I just can't sit still and do all the things that I need to do to, you know, the fidgeting and the jumping around and the moving all the time. So those are two different aspects of it. It's the thinking part of it, but also the moving part are the two different types of it. So you have the thinking piece, you have the moving piece, and then you have the combined piece of it. So that's a very simplified explanation of it. Let's talk about that just a little bit further. Today, there are more apparently diagnoses of ADD, ADHD. Have there always been kids that have these kinds of issues, but they're just better diagnosed these days? I'll be honest with you, David, that is not my area of expertise. And so I, I think that we probably have gotten better at diagnosis for it. I think the medications have gotten different, but um, 
I, I honestly don't know. I, I'm not going to be your expert on ADHD. I can tell you a lot about anxiety and a lot about depression, but ADHD just isn't really my wheelhouse. So it's good to know that they are two separate things as well as a parent who's, you know, saying something's just not right with my kid. Mm -hmm. And I need, I need that expert level of care with helping them with whatever this challenge is that they have with focusing. Mm -hmm. It could be not being able to focus could be also an anxiety Mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that is one of the big challenges, right? Is that when you see something just happening and things are looking different with your kid, their personality is off. Things just don't feel and seem the way that they used to. Their personality is changing. They're suddenly not just doing the, you know, the teenager thing or the kid thing where they're hiding in their room all the time, but they're just not the kid that they used to be. So you're seeing a big change in their behavior, but also they're not liking the things that they wanted to be doing anymore. Their activities, they're not wanting to do the things that they love. They don't want to play sports anymore. They don't want to do their activities. They're really just not interested in anything or the things that they used to want to do all the time that made them happy aren't making them happy. They don't want to be around their friends. They don't want to be around their family. They're withdrawing. And all of that is changing that to you is a sign that something is different. That could be anxiety. That could be ADHD. That could be a lot of things. It could just be that they're kind of, something is off with them, right? And so we don't go right to a diagnosis, but it could just be that something's bothering them and they want to talk about it. When we have people in our lives that are changing, we might not necessarily notice the changes because we see them every day. How important is it to get someone from the outside to be able to talk to the child, to talk to the teenager and deal with those kind of changes that parents might not have noticed? Yeah, that's a really good question, David. I think that sometimes kids want to talk and sometimes they don't. The question is, how long is too long to let them go without seeking additional help? Um, And the answer is, you know, it can be different for different kids. You know, for some kids, they need help right away. And for some kids, it's okay to kind of let them work it out on their own as long as they are continuing to participate. They're doing okay and they're just kind of working through it and they need a little bit of time. They might just need to get through it and work through it on their own because that is their process. When you have kids that are expressing that they want to harm themselves, that they are thinking about hurting themselves, that they start talking about suicide, that's a different story entirely. Um, And you do want to seek additional help. So when you ask kids if they've been, if a child comes to you and they say, you know, I've been thinking about this thing, I want to hurt myself, if they start, you know, talking about wanting to run in traffic or, you know, wanting to jump out a window or getting curious about pills. Sometimes parents will find searches on the internet. Um, That is a time to ask your kids, tell me what you're thinking about. Have you been thinking about this for a while? Talking about suicide and asking questions does not make kids do things more. And I think that's sometimes a fear that we have about as adults is if I ask about these things, I'm going to make it worse. If you ignore it, we might allow this to get worse. But talking about it and letting a kid know that you care and that you're interested in what's going on will not make things worse. 
Yeah, that's um, one of the things with parenting, right? You you're always afraid that you're failing, that it's just, mm-hmm. you're not doing enough. You're not doing the right thing. And sometimes home life can be so complicated that that yeah. is a spur. I'm sure of some of these kids anxiety of whatever is happening at the home, how difficult it is, is it sometimes to have that conversation with parents that they may be the cause of their kids anxiety and they're the ones that need to change. Well, I, I like to be really careful about pointing fingers, right? because it's really hard to say to any anyone or anything that this is the root cause that did this other thing. Because it's very rare that we can actually look at anything and say, this one thing is the root cause of this other thing. It's really a lot of things that have come together. It's school plus friends, plus my genetics, plus my family, and that whole stew together is what helped me develop this pattern of feeling the way that I feel. So there isn't usually one thing, um, but a lot of times with things like anxiety, you'll find that parents who are anxious have kids who are anxious, and that pattern kind of goes together. And a lot of times what I find is that when you can offer strategies to kids to help them with their anxiety, those strategies work for parents too. And so it often helps to have parents and kids in treatment together and they can learn those patterns to help support each other in taking the journey of doing things differently together. Um, And so it's less about finding causal patterns you know, we always want to know, well, what caused this? And I always like to focus on a solution pattern where does it matter where it started? Because does that help you to get to a place where things are going to get better? Not often. You know, if it's something that you can change or turn off, maybe, but it doesn't often help you get to the solution, right? So... Dr. Jamie Becker is a pediatric psychologist at Children's Health, also an assistant professor at UT Southwestern. Dr. Becker, thank you so much for the time. Thank you. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.